Greetings, Flesh Wound Horror Freaks, and welcome to Flesh Wound Horror. I am Flesh Wound Dan, and I'm joined tonight by Todd Loya. Good evening. So, we're here today to cover uh, some new Blu-rays from Wild Eye releasing. Very excited to talk about these. We'll get uh, we'll get right into it with our first film, which is actually a sequel, and it is from director Tori Jones, and it is The Wicked Ones. Uh, Evil multiplies in this follow-up to 2017 sleeper hit The Wicked One. Set a decade after the events in the first film, survivors Adam and Alex return to Carpenter Falls with their three children, only to be thrust into another confrontation with the Wicked One and his two crazed copycat killers. All right, so uh, Wicked One. Um, so I did see the original. We may have reviewed it. I'm not sure. Uh, you, you don't really have to. Um, there's a few flashbacks, and it's pretty straightforward slasher stuff. So yeah. if for some reason you're not going to be lost, this is very, very by-the-books uh, slasher story. It, 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 it's, you won't be lost. I'll just put it that way. Um, it does benefit. Our, our lead characters are very likable, uh, so including actually the the kids which is rare uh particularly in a lower budget movie um lower budget but it is very well made and put together it never really feels cheap you don't get that really just awful squirt cg blood that ruins a lot of these things uh there is some off screen particularly at the beginning uh, then I kind of notice as we get later into the film, it kind of amps up the nastiness a little bit. Uh, so <clears throat> in the beginning, I was kind of like, oh, this might be a little softer for a slasher. But then we get into some exploitation elements towards the end. Uh, there's a tiny bit of nudity, but uh, it did pick up. Our villains, particularly the brother-sister uh, copycat killers, are... Really good, very just insane, crazed bastards uh, that kind of add to it uh, in the end. They ham it up just right for this. Uh, the one, the one negative with this particular movie is it's a it's longer than it needs to be. It clocks in at an hour forty five, and it's one of those movies that easily could have parred down the runtime. Uh, 120. I, I think that's that's that would have been perfect. Yes. And this is not a criticism. Sometimes you just want an old school slasher. The killer's cool. Uh, particularly again, the brother and sister are fucking bat shit and they're fun to watch, but you're not reinventing the wheel here. There's nothing you haven't seen before. So you really gotta be conscious, especially when you start going over 90. Um yeah. It doesn't kill this film. I still had a lot of fun with it because towards the end, at least things escalate and it's kind of worth sitting through some some slow points to it. Uh, overall, I actually had a good time with this. Uh, you got to stick around, but it's all practical. There's nothing... I don't know if there's a, a particular kill that made me go, wow, but there is some cooler stuff towards the end, you know, axe to the head, 
Uh, like I said, there is like uh, some more exploitation stuff. There's a brief uh, assault scene that uh, might warrant some trigger warnings, depending. Although if you're listening to our channel, you probably don't need those. But nonetheless, <laughs> it is there. Um, but yeah, I had a good time with it. I can't. I if I, I want to say the original had that same issue like being a little bit longer than it needed to be i could be wrong it, the, the 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 first one um i i double checked that too just to compare it was a 91 minute so a little okay. shorter but yeah but even then like we said lately sometimes 70 minutes it's, it's fine it works um but i still think this one is worth watching if you're looking for a new slasher you haven't seen lower budget but nonetheless very well acted cool killers it still has most everything that you could want i think they could have maybe pushed some of the exploitation stuff a little bit more at the end when it, it did kind of amp up uh, there's like an implied castration at one point that they don't actually show uh <laughs> and lays like a little maybe uneven for some people in that way but i was still entertained by it and i give uh you know what? I, I'm giving it a two and a half. If they had lessened the runtime a little bit, I could have gone up to a three because there are moments, particularly towards the end, where I feel it is well above average for an indie slasher. But I'm giving it two and a half. But Todd, what what do you have to say about this one? I've been hogging all the. I know. I mean, you you're you you nailed it pretty much right on. I mean, I think I had a little bit more fun than you, mm-hmm. um, because I mean, I I'm at a three. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't. Yeah, I I think I might like this one a little more than the original, but yeah, it, it's good if you want to kill. You know, well, I was going to say ninety minutes, but a little over ninety minutes with the slasher, you could do worse. So I think it's worth uh, checking out, which it is also streaming on uh, Tubi. Yes, actually, at least as of this recording, I believe all of these yeah. movies are free on Tubi. So. Yeah, you can check them out. They these are all also Blu-ray reviews, so if you're so inclined to pick up the Blu-ray, uh, go for it. Uh, all right, so <clears throat> moving on to our next film of the evening, which is "Death to Metal" from writer director Tim Connery, and in "Death to Metal." After a freak accident, a defrocked priest is transformed into a mutated killing machine on a mission to destroy any and all fans of heavy metal music. It's up to two reluctant metalheads to send this holy monster straight back to hell. All right. So, Todd, before we uh, get into this one, do you have like, do you have a particular like favorite like rock or heavy metal themed horror movie? Uh, in particular, you know, well, Black of course, is... you know, it's trick or treat for me. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I should probably say I kind of consider that more of an A list studio title of the lower budget variety <laughs> from <like>. DEG <laughs> from De Laurentiis. <laughs> well, you got fucking Ozzy Osbourne in it, Todd, for like three minutes. Come on, <laughs> well, true, but that I'm was, just, they just the makers didn't... of the wicked ones couldn't afford Ozzy and fucking. Well, Gene I mean, Simmons. then if we're if we remove that, then it's probably Black Roses. 
Okay, yeah. I actually regret it. I had the original poster for that, and I gave it away uh, to a friend, but uh, there's some cool art on that. Yeah, Rock and Roll Nightmare. Um, hard great. Rock Nightmare, I think it's called, that uh, Dark Force just put out. I have to grab that Blu-ray. Yeah, I don't remember that one. That's definitely... that. that I don't know. That one kind of feels try before you buy for me. <laughs> probably yeah a lot of that stuff's coming to amazon later anyways but uh yeah if you guys if you have a favorite heavy metal horror like except trick-or-treats no no if you if it is trick-or-treat please well if it is you're welcome to put that in the comments as well but give us two then because that's tends to be everybody yeah it's so mainstream you can't even get it dan (laughs) damn it i see how it is but uh all right so deaf to metal. Um, also, I want to throw out a newer one, Deafgasm. Oh, Deafgasm, yeah, I think, is a great movie that actually I think this is a good double feature for. Deafgasm's better, but uh, I do think that this is like a good one to start with and slowly build because I, I actually had a lot of fun uh, with deaf to deaf to metal. I think there were probably a lot of references to certain bands that. I just personally didn't know. Um, but, I mean, there's cert- there's references to Slayer. Of course, I know Slayer. Uh, Grandma Incinerator. That's a great name. I don't know if they made it up for this or if that's an actual uh, <laughs> actual band. <laughs> Withered Christ. Uh, there's, some, there's some fun stuff. This does a pretty good job of getting you to, to like these sort of slacker characters, particularly the lead guy who's... Uh, girlfriend just dumped him and you've got sort of the typical 80s story where it's obvious his friend uh, is in love with him and you know that sort of thing Uh, I I had a lot of fun this is another one too I have to compliment for not going the route of the cheap CG blood squirting Uh, it makes a difference it's a simple thing Simple. I would rather a cheap effect that I've never, that I've seen a million times, but still works. Like the old school, like gutting that we had in the previous film. You've seen that in other movies, but it works. And it still brings a smile to your face because it's, you know, I know they're covered in, you know, bloody, fake bloody rags and, you know, intestines from the butcher shop. (laughs) Works. Um so I kind of, I did sort of like uh, this one. Also a slasher, the priest kind of turns into the toxic Avenger, only meaner. Uh, a <laughs> little, little more religious than I think uh, Toxie was. Um, the, his, his origin story I thought was funny. There's moments where this is kind of feels more like a trauma film than it's a little more grounded other moments, but uh, the flashback to Milton, who's our evil priest, where the metalheads uh, just sort of start bullying him, and then the one <laughs> pulls his dick out and just pisses on the Bible. It was, <laughs> was pretty funny. I thought it'd go a little more trauma than it did, but uh, nonetheless, I always appreciate the practical. There's some moments where, in this one in particular, you can tell like they had to get a little creative, maybe not show certain things. They just didn't have the budget to pull it off. Uh, but when the one guy gets killed while he's, you know, banging his girlfriend from behind and the blood <laughs> spills on her back and she's just like, that's a big load, baby. 
that <laughs> yes i was dying <laughs> that that made me laugh and then there's some other ones where i don't think they really add much of a budget so it was like oh, okay let's just pour the bleach in his mouth or uh we but we do get some nastiness once the priest makes his way to the the concert there's a lot of cheap kills there's a uh a, a one involving a pregnant woman that was kind of cool with the uh fetus gimmick and uh i i did i had fun this one's very well paced uh this one clocks in at 80 minutes yeah and you feel that difference like if they tried to extend that to the hour 45 you can kind of yeah. see the difference although i again i did like the last one it's just it's going to be a one-time watch because of the length um but i think if you are a fan of these rock and roll heavy metal horror flicks this is worth your time once again yeah. free on tubi so you get to check it out see if you want to buy the blu-ray i think you might actually this is yeah. one i'm very happy to have on blu-ray and what did you think todd how does this hold up for you yeah um i you know i was kind of like because a, a lot of the low budget metal ones just kind of like aren't don't work for me yeah this one did like i mean you mentioned the trauma stuff um but yeah, I mean the characters were all likable the way the that should have. Um the the practical effects. I mean, there's a lot to like in this one. This one was a good time, and I can one hundred percent see myself watching it again. Absolutely. Uh I am definitely higher on this one. I am a three. I think it's definitely above average. I had fun with it. And uh it it does most everything right. Also, cool killer. The the priest was very good that played milton uh, so check it out what say you Todd? um i'm a three and a half on this one. Oh, nice okay yeah. sweet sweet all right moving on to our next film of the evening which is rolling through these fast tonight but it is black holler from director jason berg and in this one Summer 1989. On her first day of school, Laquita Johnson is forced to join a group of students into the mysterious, forced to join a group of students into the mysterious Black Collar Woods for a class trip where they face a deadly serial killer and the Holler's supernatural evil forces. A horror comedy send up of classic 80s slasher films that ramps up the insane deaths and horror tropes. Okay, so this one, definitely horror comedy uh, with more of an emphasis on comedy. Um, I liked uh, our lead actress, Tamiko Robinson-Steele as Laquita Johnson. Uh, her her backstory is her, her parents die and she gets taken in by uh, a, a pair of gay martial arts instructors. <laughs> and that's that's kind of like her her backstory uh this one is like i said just kind of having fun with these horror tropes uh and it's kind of hit or miss on the humor to be honest there's there's some toilet humor that was a little more missed than hit um the lack of skin 
kind of an issue when you're doing like when you're making fun of 80s horror tropes because there does tend to be more skin in those in those movies uh but it did make me laugh occasionally it's one of those movies that i'll be honest i didn't love it but i can tell they had a fucking blast making it and that enthusiasm comes through in the film so it, it does raise it up a few notches um this one 89 minutes you know so not too long again probably could have shaved off a little bit uh i thought it was uh, uh yeah it, well, you said 89 right i'm sorry i heard 99 no, no no 89 <laughs> so at least it's under that 90 movies like this have no business going over that um so it, it's a little more miss for me on the humor but you know the whole squirrel cult thing and the <laughs> uh, and other I don't know it just depends if you're somebody that automatically laughs at like fart jokes there's a lot of fart jokes in here and it didn't all hit for me but I don't uh, automatically laugh at fart jokes but they were getting me this time <laughs> yeah <laughs> so you liked it a little bit more I could I tell. did. I did. Um, I, I, yeah, it's definitely more horror than comedy, and you got to be in the mood for this one. And I, and I was when I threw it on, and it, definitely it just more worked. comedy than horror. I think. You yeah, and, and from that point of view, I, I had a good time with it. Um, I don't think it's the best movie of the night, but I definitely say, if you want a comedy horror. Um, and I'm putting it in that order. <laughs> uh, it's on it's on Tubi, and you can check it out. You'll know pretty quick if it's something you're going to be into. Yeah. Then there's some funny moments. Like I think there was like a a Dollar Tree crot crucifix at one point, and you could still see the sticker on it, and it was yeah. one, <laughs> obviously 100% intentional. Um, if you want to see people getting killed, taking a shit, um, and there's a stereotype for every character. Maybe there's too many characters in this. I don't know. Maybe that's what I like the stereotypes. <laughs> yeah, like there's a woman, uh, a girl with a fetish for like GW, and like there's there's a lot of some shit made me laugh. It's just I don't know. I'm just a little colder on this one than you but this does definitely feel like a trauma movie not quite gross enough in certain areas though like if that makes sense like it's no terror firmer wow. or anything that really. is yeah their greatest era of trauma yeah yeah but you know you want to see flying uh sticks kill people while they're taking a shit there you go uh that's not <laughs> This is a Todd movie. <laughs> yeah. Sure. So, what do you give this one, Dan? Um, you know what? I'm still gonna give it a two and a half, only because I recognize I think that this is gonna play better for others than it did for me. And I don't think it does anything particularly wrong. It's just it's more just the humor in general didn't click with me as much as I think it would for for others. And I do like a lot of trauma stuff. I love in-house trauma i mean poultry geist i think is a fucking Man. masterpiece and what do we so i'm gonna i'm gonna segue that one and on the 31st this month we're gonna have the first of our trauma retrospectives yes you get to see us looking a little bit younger in those for what are you talking about we we look nice and perfect in those videos. Look beautiful look at this <laughs> look at me god damn uh, but you did wear your old hat in those first two videos 
this is true. And I still have that hat. I'm going to wear it again. But, uh, but yeah. So, so yeah. Check this one out again. I, you may very well end up wanting to to pick it up. There's also uh, on all of these. I also have extras. I we haven't highlighted them yet, but uh, there's uh, director, cast, crew commentary. It, it's definitely like one of those like family made movies that you know friends and family that you just you feel that and that does make a difference uh so yeah throw a little bit of skin in there though next time if you're doing 80s horror tropes yeah you kind of need to do that i'm not not trying to sound like a perv but maybe i do just being honest all right so moving on to our final film of the evening on this wild eye show um one second, which is from writer-director Curtis Spieler, and it is The Dead Girl in Apartment 03. So in this one, after recently moving to New York City, a young woman is horrified to discover that her roommate has died in their apartment under mysterious circumstances. After her body is taken away by the police, Laura soon feels an unsettling presence in the apartment and paranormal signs that she will soon be the next victim. With the help of a pair of New York City detectives, Laura must uncover the secret behind her roommate's death before it's too late. Starring original Friday the 13th final girl Adrian King and from the re-director of the cult smash hit New York Ninja. Um, so... <laughs> Shout out New York Ninja. I do recommend that. And speaking of extra features, that the whole story behind that movie is quite interesting. Yeah, um, it is. Well, I will probably review that one day. Uh, so, Dead Girl in, in Apartment 03. Very nice to see uh, Adrian King, who does have screen time in this. It's not like a 30-second cameo and let's slap her, uh, her name uh, front and center for people to... To, to pick it up. Always good to see her. I, I feel like they could have done a little bit more with her character, particularly towards the end. Uh, I don't know if it's a case where you just only had her for so long. Uh, the movie's very well shot, uh, well acted. Laura Dooling, uh, who I've, I believe I've seen in other stuff, is, is Laura, is very good. Uh, everybody's, for the most part, on their A game in terms of acting and uh the big issue with this one is it felt like you were trying to do a feature-length movie that should have been a short. Now, it's a short movie. This one's 72 minutes. But it still felt like this was like a 10 to 15-minute short. Yeah. Um, there's not much of a story. Uh, we kind of... I mean, there is, but again, it's like 10 minutes of story. And you could have just wrapped it up much sooner the lighting's good uh you know it, it manages a little bit of suspense towards the beginning but it, it does kind of have that oh that's it you could have you could have gotten there a lot sooner and that that was my issue with this particular one uh now if you're a fan of adrian king it's always good to see some of these uh some of these uh old time actors actresses from 80s horror in something where they actually get to do some acting and they're in the damn movie for more than two seconds. Um, This has been a side discussion on many podcasts where 
it's like, oh man, I got to pick that up. Danny Trejo's in it. Like, Danny Trejo I, is maybe in that for 90 seconds. I don't think anyone said that. <laughs> they know better by now. Oh, no, I, <laughs> I still know. I've, I've been in conversations with people just glancing at either Second and Charles or even Walmart where somebody's like, oh, that looks good. And I, and I, I hate to be that guy, but I'm like, just FYI, Danny Trejo might be in that five minutes if you're lucky. Or Eric Roberts might have shot his. Wait, wait, wait! You've seen someone actually pick up a movie? And go, oh shit, Eric Roberts! Well, that might have been about twenty-five years ago. Okay, but okay. nonetheless, it happened, Tad. But uh, now, not in twenty twenty-three. But now, Eric Roberts will legitimately, if he can shoot it at his house, watch some of those movies. Now, even Asylum does this, where. It's like they'll just be on the fo- on the phone. And Michael Madison. <laughs> yeah, Michael Madison definitely uh, does it. Uh, but Eric Roberts, I believe it's two grand. You're, you're making a movie. Don't quote me on that, but I def I believe I have heard from somebody that did do a movie with Eric Roberts, and it was like two grand if he can shoot it at his house, <laughs> effectively like on a phone. So it'll be like he's the dad, and he's in two scenes, and he's like, it's like well. I could just see like that zoom call with the director and then he's just like, so here's some background. It's like, just give me my lines. (laughs) It's probably (laughs) something like that. Yeah. 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 I get it. She was kidnapped by a Sumatran rat monkey. Good, good. I'll act concerned. (laughs) All right. Give me the lines. I want to make the four (laughs) o'clock special at the sizzler. God damn it. But anyways, you still have sizzler Todd. I'm jealous of that. Uh, and I so, never go there. I think the last time I went, you were here. Well, we're definitely going to Sizzler when I'm down there. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, this one's, again, it's well made. It just, it, it doesn't, I don't know, it just doesn't really go anywhere. It, it, we just linger in this apartment, and there's certain moments where I'm just like, why don't you just fucking leave? <laughs> like, I don't Yeah. I don't know when the clown doll just starts laughing, like just leave. There's nothing holding you there. Uh, but for a while, it held my interest. It just, unfortunately, it's just one of those ones that doesn't doesn't quite go anywhere. Um, there is, like I said, towards the end, a little bit of a twist, um, and yeah, the the demon is potentially interesting but you could have and i'm not exaggerating this could have been a 10 to 15 minute short and you could have told this told the entire story it just doesn't it it doesn't build it just kind of lingers is <laughs> how so i would kind of uh sum up this movie it just kind of lingers longer than it has to but what did you think todd yeah i mean it, it definitely overstays its welcome it, it just drug and drug on for me um I don't have a lot to say on this one. It, it was just kind of mm. a clock watcher the whole time. And it was short, which, yeah, should have been a short. Could have been a decent short. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, there, There is a decent short there for sure. Uh, but, you know, hey, if you're a fan of Adrian King, check it out. Uh, I'm not taking off like a ton of points necessarily because, again, technically the acting – all of that. It's a good looking movie. 
Uh, and it does have, like I said, it does have some moments of suspense. I don't want to say there's nothing there, but uh, yeah, it's just over long. Uh, I give it a one and a half. How about you, Todd? Yeah, I, I, I see. I'm, I, I was back and forth between one and one and a half, but you know what? Yeah, one and a half seems fair. One for Adrian King. That woman's been through a lot. Uh, I don't know. I'm sure you heard the story but she had a pretty nasty stalker yeah yep i've heard the story yeah that and didn't she have like an airplane crash like 50 yards or something from her house and she had to like pick body parts out of a tree jeez i didn't hear that one (laughs) i i could be wrong if i'm thinking of somebody else but i'm about 99 sure there was something where like she had a sure like an explosion and it was like a fucking airplane crashed like almost essentially in her backyard uh so uh she's been through a lot tough lady i'm glad to still see her working in horror films but uh yeah and i if i'm not mistaken it was actually a pretty like it, it made national news uh it was like a flight from maybe columbia or something that ran out of fuel and yeah, just happened to blow up right in her backyard. I can't even imagine the the horror of that, but no. uh, it's, it's pretty wild. I've known uh, again, not not people that I can name drop, but there's some like somewhat known like indie people, indie actors who have had some pretty awful stories about stalkers. Uh, so that shit's pretty scary. Yeah, hopefully not about you, Dan. <laughs> no, no, I'm not. I, you know what though? It's nice to know they care. Like you don't have to write the, you know, I love you and pig blood on my car, but it's nice to know you care. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. On that, on that note, note, yes. <laughs> on that note, please talk me. Uh, I'm lonely. Uh, on that note, guys, uh, thank you once again for Wild Eye releasing, for uh, sending these for us to review. We really appreciate it. Uh, I know we uh, check out our Visual Vengeance shows that we recently did, and there will be more of those because uh, between you know Wild Eye slash Visual Vengeance, I mean, goddamn, they've been putting out some great releases. And as far as the Blu-rays go on these two, the gr- fantastic. Uh, fantastic releases and i'm glad to see that they are putting some stuff on uh on blu-ray i'd love to see it for some of the wild eye raw and extreme stuff i don't know if that's a plan at any point but even just give us a couple i mean you can do cat sick blues under the visual vengeance line too yeah i'm kind of curious to see as that evolves like if they will tackle some stuff that's like new which I wouldn't necessarily mind because even if it's not like SOV, technically, there's still a lot of films in that vein that yeah. I'd like to see. And Cat Sick Blues would be a great candidate. One of the best things that ever came out under Wild Eye releasing. So uh, we reviewed that ages ago. I don't know if that was YouTube era or not, to be no. honest, but. It might have been the very beginning. Yeah, but I... That's a hard one. Before... No, I think that was before. Okay. Well, there you go. There's an excuse for us to do something with Cat Sick Blues again. But, uh, guys, thank you once again. We'll see you back here next time. Patreon.com slash Flesh Wound Features. It all starts at just a buck, and you help run the show. 
Uh, be sure to uh, check out all of our After Dark content, which has been doing fantastic. Uh, uh, you guys have been awesome. Uh, we're really happy uh, with the... Uh, with all of you who've listened and commented on those videos. Also, we've got some true crime coming up. Uh, actually, that on the last one, we had a discussion on The Acid King on our yeah. last uh, Wild Eye uh, show, uh, which is a great doc. So check that out. Check out that review. And uh, yeah, that's all I got. Good night, guys. Good night. <laughs>